If it wasn't for you. How's everybody doing? You guys enjoying the festival so far? All right, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Kenny, or the artist formerly known as Kenny B. Um, uh, about seven years ago, almost to the month, is when I got the call to start working for Greg and Sarah for free. Um, and it has been just really an amazing, awesome experience, and I can't tell you how like bummed it makes me that I have to work a real job that I can't, I can't even listen to their show because it makes me so sad that I'm not there all the time. Um, so anyway, I started off on a high note. Uh, but anyway, it's just been an amazing honor and it's really cool to be able to introduce to you guys the hosts of Fun Employment Radio, Greg Nibbler and Sarah X. Dillon. <laughs> The future of radio. The future, the future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. Wow. Hello, everybody. Hello. I feel like you might have seen us up here before. <laughs> I want to say, if you listen to our live stream, you know it's rare that we go on time because usually Sarah has to run off to the bathroom right before we go on stage. Are you seriously doing this right now? <laughs> oh my but god. But we're on time. Yeah. Don't, don't work blue. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Portland Podcast Festival. Again. Yay. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. This is Fun Employment Radio, and we are so grateful that everyone is out here tonight. It's, um, it's been a while since we've done a live show like this. It has, and it's been never that we've ever done a podcast festival. Absolutely. So this is awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know, big thank you to the sponsors, Small Town Brewery, Not Your Father's Mountain Ale, which I think we sold out of, sure is what did. I heard. Sure did. I got one, though. It was real good. That is fantastic. And more importantly, give everyone here a round of applause for supporting Portland Podcasts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, if you didn't show up, I don't know what we'd be doing. So I'm really <laughs> grateful for each you and every one of you. You are the most important part of this. You um, really were. Thank you for uh, actually showing up. We're so, really happy. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Sarah and I have been doing our show since 2009. Daily, we've been doing this podcast. We haven't killed each other in that time. That mm. could change after this. We've had this. a lot of delayed shows when we're screaming at each other <laughs> with the mics off. But, but um, <laughs> you know, it's been really fun seeing this evolution of podcasting through Portland. We started off in commercial radio, then went and started doing our podcast from there, and we've been going ever since. And it, it, one thing that is kind of funny, I think maybe some of you here heard us on OPB today. We did an interview... So fancy. On there. I know. Yeah, it did feel very like, fancy. Like, we sounded legit, like, pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing that made me nervous about the interview is our podcast. It's not that we, you know, work blue, really. It's not that we do that much. But our parents are not allowed to listen to it. No. I don't want them to hear Neither. some of the things. I think my dad might secretly listen sometimes, oh. but I hope not. Yeah. Not that, and, yeah, not that we're saying anything, like, super crass, but it's No, like, we're just weird. Eh. And yeah. I don't want them to know how weird I really am. Uh, <laughs> they know, Greg. <laughs> they, they know. But one of the clips that played on OPB was a clip from a show he did called The Basement and the Bone. And the clip Because, of course, when we finally get some actual publicity, <laughs> it has to be the weirdest show that we've ever done. And, and the <laughs> intro to it, I mean, a little bit of the backstory. So we've got a, a friend named Tristan who gets brought up on the show quite a bit. Tristan's in Rip City Bad Boys. He's a super murderer. Yeah, and... And the OPB backstory thing. to this is, 
He had written me the morning before we did an episode of Fun Employment Radio saying he had found a bone in his basement, an actual bone, while he was uh, cleaning it up and doing some renovations, and he didn't know if it was human or not, and he had called the police. And so the police actually came and got the bone from his house. And so for the show, I kind of took it upon myself to basically reenact what Tristan had done as he's scout, you know, t- scouring through his basement. It turned essentially into him being a serial killer who was caught and had buried these bones down there. Well, I mean, because we know Tristan. I mean, if anyone was going to be a serial killer, it yeah. would probably be him. No, yeah, we play this game all the time, and I think everybody should do it, is which we one have. of your friends... It's the best game, yeah. Yeah, which one of your friends is a serial killer? Because you know somebody is. It's always the nice ones, too. The quieter... The yeah. more killy. Yeah, exactly. Which is perfect for Tristan. You like, know? Uh, like Scott Daly. Scott, super murderer. Scott Daly definitely yeah, a serial Definitely killer. has some bodies in his basement. So watch out for that. Mm-hmm. But the, the segment that aired on OPB was, was that segment of me implying that Tristan was a murderer. And that's the, the clip that was played, which was great. But then I thought about it and I knew my parents were listening. And just oh, what they, they were going to Oh, did they hear it? Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the deal with your friend Tristan? That's what they were asking me about. Were they concerned about your friendship? They were concerned. Yeah, I think they are yeah. concerned, which, which we should all be. It was, I mean, that's totally what happens to us as we finally get like a really cool interview and then it's just <laughs> something ridiculous like bones in the basement. It would just make sense. So got yeah. to get the job done. That was the, got to get the that job was the, done. That was the mantra that I created for Tristan as I imagined him digging through his basement, sitting there toiling, hunched over, you don't need to say sweating toiling. dirt. Got to get the job done. Got to get. Speaking so of hashtags, I heard there was a fun one trending right now. Yeah. At the Portland Podcast Festival. Yeah. If. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I heard it. I looked on the Twitter and I saw a hashtag. It's his fault. Yeah. And I'm so, pretty sure that it means that you are single-handedly responsible for tanking the Blazers since 1977. That is apparently the rumor that is now trending in Portland. I mean, um, that's the last time they won, and then you were born. So Rip City. <laughs> yeah, you are the cooler from That's true. birth. Maybe I really from am. Birth. No, so we've got all these podcasts going. Rip City Bad Boys is one on the Fun Employment Radio Network. They were over there in the other room. And Sarah told me I needed to sit down and stay through the thing. And they decided to turn it into an entire event, uh, blaming me for the Blazers never winning a championship since 1977. Which is why if you see hashtag, it's his fault. That's what it's about. I wish they would have picked a better hashtag. Yeah, that sounds like you did something pretty it bad. It sounds like I did something bad. Like murdered someone and buried them in your basement? Exactly. Yeah. Something that Tristan would do. It's a good cover-up now that I think about what he did. Oh, he's deflecting. Yeah, That's it really it is. is. It's classic deflection. It is. But it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun getting ready for this podcast festival. I mean, it's taken, it's taken a lot of hours that we thought. And of course, you know, Jason Lamb, uh, Jason's Podcast Festival. We are all at Jason's all... Podcast Festival. If you saw Welcome. the Willamette Week article, it basically Jason uh, apparently organized this entire thing. It's, and he, he def- hates us every time we say that, Yeah, too. he does. He's like the nicest person, so it's so much more fun to it's, mess with him. They're the best people to I mess know. with. I know. I'm like, don't tell me that it bothers you, because I'm just going to keep saying it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we've been getting ready for this. You know, we've got the 13 uh, podcasts that are going to be on. And then we have the two bands that are going to be playing in a little bit as well. The High Pets down from Alaska. They flew from Alaska for this. This is amazing. They actually opened up for Bush not very long ago. Bush is still playing. And, and Gavin Rossdale, <laughs> still hot. I <laughs> bet's opened up for them. And then uh, uh, Courage is going to be playing in a little bit. Oh, and my God. <laughs> if you've never Courage. seen Courage since Greg is actually in Courage, I must tell you, 
It's the greatest fucking thing ever. You are in for a treat. It is so amazing. It's something. It's something. Because right now, right here, it's like stressed out podcast founder, festival founder guy on stage. Completely different creature. Yeah, yeah. All relaxed. Yeah, stressed out. That's you can tell by how big my hair is getting if I'm stressed out. That's what happens. And we also sweat a lot. So if you're seeing us for the first time, this is what we look like. I put some powder on. Did it work? Did it (laughs) take? Did it take? It didn't really take. But uh, yesterday, for the Outfits for Courage, it's, it's a show. You'll have to check it out. But I do wear, wear some tights on the show. He does wear an outfit, and which you will all see. <laughs> and Greg, because he was doing a bunch of the technical stuff with the podcast, I'm like, cool, I'll just run around, get the things that we need. And Greg tasked me with getting him some tights. For his costume, he's like, Sarah, all right, I don't have time. I just need, can you get me some tights and some, some, some sunglasses? Sarah had to buy me tights. What so I, I went to one of my favorite places in the world, which is Gen X Clothing on 82nd and Powell. <laughs> so I'm like, they have to have it there. So I go in. Sarah loves going to that place. If you've never been it's to it. It's my secret. I love it so much. And it's classic 82nd Avenue in Portland. It's like, so 82nd. Not anything. It's not the Rose City Avenue. No, it's 82nd yeah, Avenue. It's not the Avenue of Roses. It's yeah. the Avenue of shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and so basically the Gen X clothing is in this parking lot with a bunch of other like seedy looking businesses. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh definitely. Little, There's definitely money seedy. laundering going on up there. I'm not saying I know it for a fact. But we all know it's, yeah, it's true. Yeah, we totally do. Yeah. It's like a Breaking Bad thing out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I get out there, and I'm trying to find it. Meanwhile, so I park my car. I'm afraid it's going to be stolen in the five minutes that I'm in there. And I go in, and I see this guy that's walking around outside of Gen X who looks like trouble. He's trouble. He's like, like yeah. people are walking by, and he's wrapped in some sort of tapestry. Uh, he has like a, a tapestry. Tap- like not even a blanket. Like it was a full-on tapestry. All right. And, um, and he would just start walking along. People like, hey, man, give me your money, man. Give me your money. I'm like, oh, no. Give me your money? Yeah, he's like, give me your money. Why don't you help me out, man? What's up, bro? I mean, I, I respect the effort in that if you're going to be I seedy. I did not respect the effort. Up. Give me your money. No. Yeah, all right. And so he was following all these people around. I'm like, oh, God. So I'm trying to, like, dart into Gen X, which is, like, clearly not even any more safer than it is outside. <laughs> So get in, and I'm We're going We're never around. getting them as a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay. <laughs> um, so I go in, and I'm looking in the leggings section, so I'm trying to find Greg, his tights, and, or his leggings, trying to find it. Then I see this dude come in, wrapped in the tapestry, clear, carrying, like, a plastic bag that he clearly fished out of the garbage mm-hmm. and, like, had filled with stolen clothing from there. And he comes in, and he's just like, I have all these clothes, but they're the wrong sizes, and you need to exchange it for me. So he's yelling at the staff? Or? He's screaming at the staff. There are these two, like, young girls. There's no security guy. So I'm sitting there. So I finally had to, like, stand in the leggings section and call 911 because I thought it was going to escalate. I'm like, I am not going to die buying Greg his leggings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I had to do that, and I'm, like, that having to explain That would be how it happens. So. That would be. I would, I would be murdered in a Gen X on 82nd Avenue. That's how it goes down. Buying leopard leggings. So I'm like, I'm perusing the leggings, like trying to be like, I'm like, so I'm trying to describe it to the police. And they're like, ma'am, what does he look like? I'm so like, what were you doing walking around? Were you like trying to talk secretly yeah, on your well, phone? Yeah, well, because he was yelling at the people at the counter and they weren't doing anything. I'm like, I don't know like what kind of ramshackle business this is. Maybe they don't want cops here. I'm like, but something's going wrong. So you snitched. So I snitched. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I was hiding behind the leggings. I'm like, yeah, there's this really scary guy. And, and so I was telling him about it. And they're like, all right, what does he look like? I'm like, white dude. I don't know. And they're trying to guess his age. And, you know, the drug face. I'm like, he's like a drug face. I'm like, oh, he's a tweaker. I'm like, yeah. The police said that. Okay, the police said that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess he is. I'm like, and he's wearing a, like a tapestry. And I don't know. And he's like, just, just aggressive. 
So they ended up showing up. As soon as uh, the cops showed up, the guy who, who would not leave the store, he was just perusing and, like, picking up things, setting them down. Like, you could clearly tell he was getting ready to grab something and run. Yeah. And the second the cops came in, that dude was out. And he ran right out because, of course, where did he run? Right next door to the liquor store. <laughs> and so the cops had to go in to the women who were there working. There. It's like, he's, he's leaving, he's leaving. He just bolted yeah. for the door, ran into the liquor store. The cops ended up pulling him out of there, and then I think they were arresting him. So this is all for your stupid leggings. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank I you hope you enjoy that. them. But the thing is, so for that guy, if you listen to the show, you may know a little bit about the history of me living in Portland. Uh, I own a house in Southeast Portland. Jesus I have two roommates, and I live in a converted attic. I'm 40. So, I, <laughs> I live in a converted attic. It's true. And for about 12 years, I had full-on tweaker meth-head neighbors. And I mean, from the get-go of me moving in, they let me know. So we share a fence... Wait, they let you know, or they, you know? No, they made it. They like, hey, made we're their meth heads. We live know. next door to you. No, because they first they tried to do tried to do like an intimidation route, where they'd walk pace back and forth and just glare at my house and uh, yell out, call me names. Um, Wait, what was the best name that one of them called you? Uh, well, there was. Boy, you know the one. Which one? The fuckstick. Oh, fuckstick. Yeah. Yeah, they would yell that at him all the time. Yeah, dude, call me fuckstick. I think that's. <laughs> I don't even think they ever knew my name. They just knew me as fuckstick. Fuckstick lives there. So that's, that's who I was to them. That's super sweet. It was very nice. Lovely guys. and the <laughs> Best friends. They're on the guest list for tonight, by the way. They might be out here soon. But I would, I would study these guys. Like, eventually it got to this point where we had what I called the DMZ zone, which was my fence line. They used to try to crawl over, because I, originally their mom lived there, and these two brothers, they, they looked 50, but they're probably 15. I don't have no idea. <laughs> And they would crawl over my fence to go into their, uh, to crawl over their fence in the backyard. So it'd be a fen- double fence hop. And they'd just hang out wow. there. One day I was having a barbecue and I saw them crawling over my fence. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, fuck you, fuck stick. And so. <laughs> so you just hopped. have a really intimidating presence about yeah. you, Greg. <laughs> they, hopped, they hopped over the fence because their mom still lived there. I think they didn't want their mom to see them sneaking back in. And so this went on for years. We had these different things going on. They used to steal cars and then strip them in the middle of the night and park them in front of my house. So I would wake up in the morning to a car on blocks. Oh, there was the trailer with the extension cord. <laughs> they brought it. One of their buddies got a big trailer and parked it around the corner from my house. And they ran an extension cord across my lawn to their trailer so that uh, they could charge it up because they didn't. Again, I don't think they wanted their mom to see it. No. So They're very scared of their mom. All this went on, and eventually they got the idea that I wasn't cool with it, so we, we kind of developed this DMZ zone. So as long as they, whatever they did on their side, that was okay. Whatever I did on my side, you know, they wouldn't bother fuckstick. But what <laughs> happened is... <laughs> I like your self-identifying. You've you got to embrace it at that point. That's good. And uh, over the years, though, what would happen is, because my window overlooked them, I like to keep an eye on the neighborhood... You know, I, I like to... He's a little bit of a busybody. I'm a bit of a busy... Well, mm. you know, it's, I just want to see what's going on over there. You sure do. And so they had this whole property, and it was... they Over the years, they created a couple of different things. They had Tarp City, which is what I called it, where they strung up tarps all over the backyard. It was almost like a kid's, like, play thing that they had to come up with, or they, you know, filled with rats and whatever else they had. And needles and meth. Yeah, and so and they sadness. would do that. But over the years, like, I didn't know their names either. So I just started coming up with names for them of the different types of guys they would have come through their house. And so there was always uh, the, the alpha guy, 
and Alpha Guy, he would sit there. He was clearly the leader of the group. And what they would do is they'd set mattresses on top of their sheds. And so he, over the summer, he would bask out there like a meth lion looking over his pride. Oh, and he'd lay like stomach, like on his stomach. Yeah. And like, nobody wants to see a grown man laying on his stomach in public on a mattress. No, and I would... It's not a good, it's, it's not a good look. It's not. And I would catch myself, you know, over the years, like looking out my window and I would see him. And then it's that, that terrible moment when you're looking at someone and you think they can't see thee. And then he slowly looks over. It makes direct eye contact with me, and it's, it's one of the yeah, scariest things ever. They're called windows, Greg. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I forget sometimes they can see me through <laughs> yeah. it. And so they would go over there. So we had the meth line. We had his brother. Then we had the different characters that would show up. And one of my favorite ones was this guy, the sweeper. So that's what I called him. Wait, the sweeper or the cleaner? Well, there's the cleaner and the sweeper. Oh, gotcha. Or maybe this was the cleaner. But yeah, there's the cleaner and the sweeper. Because the cleaner gets rid of the parts once they, uh, once they dismantle the car. He, he hauls them off. Oh, like the tires and all yeah, those pesky Yeah, throws them in my bushes. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's how they clean. Uh, but then the sweeper was this other guy. And I would watch him, and I actually really appreciated this guy's work ethic. Because he would be out there while they're dismantling these cars. And as soon as it was done, he'd just wait by the side, pacing with his with his broom and come right out and sweep it completely spotless. Oh, like that was his job. That's very courteous. And so what I'm thinking is, you know, living this, this many years there, I'm thinking what you had was a gatherer. That's who you encountered when you were out there. All right, because he was like super scary. Usually I feel like I can hold my yeah. own, but he seemed a little mm-hmm. aggressive. That's a gatherer when you have a meth clan. That's what that guy does. He goes out and gathers the things for okay. the people at home. And it all comes down to... <gasps> I've... Oh, yes, because then he brings it back to, like, his meth nest. Yes, exactly. And then they have all their treasures. Again, this is why I don't want my parents listening to the show. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> they want you to move. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I think, yeah, what you had there was a gatherer. That's the kind of situation it's had. And it all comes down to my, my idea, and I'm sure it's not very PC, but I think I could really write, like, a National Geographic guide to the urban method. I think I would have it uh, worked out. I think that would be extremely helpful. I mean, a lot of people are moving to Portland. Maybe they're yeah. not familiar. They're unfamiliar. Like, is this a dangerous meth head? Is right. this one that's just going to no, be it's sweeping just a, a lot? That guy wasn't doing any harm. He was just out there to clean. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it's, it's just ranking it. And I think that's how I'm going to write my book. Okay. This, we'll see. <laughs> you're going to take it from I'm going to write my book. Yeah. Now, in like writing an urban meth head book, is this something that you're going to like troll around 82nd and try to befriend people? I would go undercover. I would clearly have to go undercover. It's another thing that I. I grew up in the country, but now that I live in the city, I kind of look at it as like I'm a country private investigator. He's not. This is also what I would pitch my show as the country PI. My country eyes can see things that city people can't. So that's where it would, it would work. You know, I can, I can see things out of the ordinary. I would have a mustache. I would have like a really fancy outfit and I go undercover every week, you know, busting people. Is, that's your disguise is the mustache. Yeah, the mustache. Nobody, yeah, nobody would know me. I think if you were dressed as your Courage character, Russell Spanker III... <laughs> You might fit in a little bit better out there. That might be a better way to do it. You could probably be king of the 82nd meth heads with that. I think I could. Yeah. I also just realized that we've just talked for 15 minutes about meth heads. And that is not what our show is always about, but this is kind of how our show works. Well, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's well, always I mean, I think, stuff. Yeah. Also, we've been running around all day, so uh, yeah. meth heads just kind of come naturally They to really us. do. Well, I'm going to be on stage in tights in just a little bit, and that's the... Most important Tights that part. I almost died for, everybody. So that's why you need to appreciate courage. Sarah almost died to make the courage show happen tonight. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for my accolades. A real American hero. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bottom line is, right now, I mean, I know that we're running low on our time here up here. And I want to say, again, thank you to everyone coming out tonight. 
This has been just such a wonderful experience, all because of you. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yes, Seriously. thank you. I know it always sounds weird when people say that, but do it. No, please. we have spent so many nights worrying, is anybody going to come? Oh my is gosh. anybody going to come? Well, I mean, and that's like can. podcasting in general a little bit. Because when we started this, like, we didn't know if anybody would want to hear what we had to say. And, and some people did. And, and, and we yeah. are so grateful for you because we get to do what we love every day because of you. And it, we're really fortunate. We are very, very fortunate to have this. And we're all very fortunate to have so many amazing podcasts in the city of Portland. There are so many great ones. We deserve a podcast festival, goddammit. Yeah, and... There's all the ones that are PD- at pdxpodfestival.com. You can take a look at those. There are lots of other podcasts in this city as well. We only have one night this year. Next night, I'm thinking next, next year, I'm thinking two. I think that we might have to have a second annual I one. think the second annual. <laughs> would you all like to come to the second annual Portland Podcast Festival? Then that is what is going to happen. Oh my to happen. God, you just made my day. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you to all of you. Again, we're Fun Employment Radio. You can check us out at funemploymentradio.com. Five days a week we do our show. Uh, check out everything that we've got on there. You can listen to the, the bone in the basement on there. And, yeah. uh, we you also have a lot of, of interviews and other things. It, but then you can hear how actually like, crazy Greg is. How it actually went down. Yes. But this night is not over with us being the, the last podcast on here because we have two amazing bands. It's time for a goddamn after party. Let's do I'm ready for a shot. I haven't had a single whiskey. I am ready now. If anybody wants to buy Fun and Play Radio a shot, we would be into that. Totally into having a whiskey. I'm okay. Don't use hashtag it's his fault. Use hashtag PDX Pod Festival. Use them all. Use them all. Thank you so uh, much. But thank you for coming out. Let's stick around because in about 20 minutes on this stage will be the high pets. And we do need chairs. Oh, and then followed by that will be courage as well. And so what we're asking right now is just as we're switching over the room is we'd like to ask your help. So everybody that's sitting in chairs, what we need to do is move the chairs to the side over here. I think some of the Hawthorne staff is going to help out with that. But if everybody could just grab a chair, move it over there to stack it up. We're going to change this stage over. And let's party! Let's get ready to rock! Thank you. Closing out this. Thank you, everybody.